When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ayo, welcome into the CHGO Live White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in to the live CHGO studios. Why am I keep saying live? Uh, our CHGO studios here in Studio A of our West Loop offices. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I'm the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. Just very excited because he is back uh, from Milwaukee this yeah, time. Okay. Uh, it, it's so far, went over another ocean, yeah. Milwaukee. <laughs> uh, he is the birthday boy. It's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. His latest post uh, covering spring training invites and, and what the 26th main roster may look like when opening day starts up is currently up at allchgo.com. And that's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader, uh, Vinny. Hope you enjoyed Milwaukee. Uh, we did see our guy Rod Dizzle post a little picture mm-hmm. of you two hanging out in a tiki bar. Uh, and you're wearing this crazy hat. And the Yon Mankata t-shirt, too, which I'm glad you, you busted <laughs> out for Milwaukee. Uh, only for the important days, as you yeah. can see uh, yeah. the, the live listeners. Uh, you got the Yon Mankata shirt uh, that you also wore at your wedding. So birthdays Unintentional, and, but yes. Birthdays and weddings. Uh, <laughs> and then you got this crazy... I thought immediately of Mike Love, and I know you don't like oh, that, but I like I, I like thought him. immediately of a Beach Boy. Like, I thought you're of like, Captain Steubing. Oh, there you go. I thought of Jimmy Buffett right away. Oh, I don't know. None Ugh. of these are good. I was Captain going. Steubing's not good. What were you? What were you going for? Oh, I wasn't going for anything. This okay. was part of my birthday gift from uh, some friends that we went up awesome. uh, that we went up to Milwaukee with. Uh, so we t- we stayed we stayed at an Airbnb that was uh, it's it's the floor above a tiki bar in Milwaukee. So I'd always wanted to go to this tiki bar. We discovered that the upstairs is an Airbnb that you can rent. It's all tiki themed. They've got all the, all the, all the accoutrement up there. Uh, So we stayed up there. And so it was a tiki themed uh, weekend outing uh, uh, to, to the good land. Uh, And so, yes, the hat was a surprise when I got in the car. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, here you go. Yeah, what have bar? To wear this hat all weekend. What bar is this? I'm curious. I've never been. I'm the name of the bar is Foundation. So. Uh, okay. And I've been to many a tiki bar in many a uh, city in this country and one others. But uh, the uh, the one up there in Milwaukee is is one of the best. It's fantastic. You Might have to check it out. Yeah, feel free. I'm going um, up next weekend. So probably in the yeah, recommendation. Inexpensive yeah. drinks. Yes. So we were shocked. So a tiki, a tiki bar you walk into, you are expecting to pay exactly. 16, 18, 20 bucks per drink, mm-hmm. you know, because they're extraordinarily crafted and fancy and contain a bunch of ingredients that they don't have at a regular bar. Fresh fruit, usually, Delicious. all that stuff. Uh, yeah, they're about 9 10 bucks oh, wow. up here in Milwaukee. So if you are looking for a deal on a very, very good cocktail, uh, comes with my highest stamp of approval. Aloha. Yeah, um, I do like too behind Rod. Uh, there's like a snowboard uh, of all the with they got like all NBA teams on there, so and this, it's a, a this, 47 brand too, which is a very very nice. As I got the 47 hat on. This was uh, this was not 
uh, the bar I was just recommending. This was mm-hmm. another stop oh. uh, that we made that <laughs> evening. But uh, another very good bar with very good drinks, the Mothership up there in uh, in Milwaukee. So uh, that's where that's where I ran into uh, one of our great listeners and uh, was happy to uh, see you know a Sox fan up there on the other side of the border. Yeah, shout out to Rod, who I also think. He- in the tweet, what he said, he's from Iowa. Or? He is from yes. Iowa. Riyadh, I believe his name is Riyadh. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, yeah, you're, you're his, he's got a different handle there. Gotcha. But, yes, uh, Riyadh and White Sox. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, he was he was visiting from Iowa, so it was you know going across numerous Wisconsin borders to get to uh, Milwaukee on this fine freezing cold weekend. It was just it never stops snowing. No, all day we walked. We were walking all over town, just pouring snow. I drove in it on Saturday. It wasn't fun, yeah. and it was all day Sunday, and it, I didn't want to go out. It was it, it wasn't good, um, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. There you go. Uh, if you, and you got some recommendations if you're going up to Milwaukee, like Kevin is. So uh, you know, make the most of it if you're going up to the good. Absolutely, land. another one at random. That might have been that was a highlight of the weekend. Uh, uh, boozy milkshakes as Ke- as that made Kevin, our editor, turn around. He's he's uh, co-signing that. Are they one. off of like Brady Street or Third Street? Those are the, really the only bars I've ever been familiar with going to no, school there. No, uh, Bayview. You got to get down to Bayview. Oh, that okay. Down there, sure. That's where, uh, that's where all the good stuff was. Mm, got it. Absolutely. Duly noted. Never been. You've been to Milwaukee. I've been to Milwaukee. It's so I mean, close. I've been, I've been to the Brewers Park, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been mostly to um, Brewers Park, uh, wherever they call it, American Family Field. But after mm. last year's game, we went into downtown Milwaukee. It was the day after the Bucks. Was it last year or the year before? The Bucks won the championship, and so we were downtown Milwaukee while they were still celebrating. I can see why people love that city. As Vinny says, the drink it's like Chicago, but the, it's much more inexpensive there, and the people are just the same. They like the Packers instead of the Bears, and like the Bucks instead of the Bulls. And some reason they like the Brewers. <laughs> Hey, 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 there will be no Miller Park slander on this uh, on well, this podcast. We would, all love Miller Park. I would love. They got the great, <laughs> a great logo, too. One of I the top ten logos of, you know, sports history. The M and the B and the yeah. glove. Mercy. Yeah. And who doesn't love the, cl- the colors? I mean, the colors are just, love that blue and the, the yellow. And I mean, we just had uh, Bob Euchre's birthday count. last week, too. Yeah. It is the I'm good land for row. a reason. <laughs> they have great food up there. Some uh, bratwurst oh, yeah. every time you go up there. We went to a uh, we went out when we went out for dinner. We went to a place with sausages, and you could order your sausage Milwaukee style, which means it's covered in cheese curds and uh, liquid cheese as well. Ooh, that sounds so it like it was very messy and very good. It sounds like uh, <laughs> was it good? Oh, the, the, it was the, good. Yeah. Could it do without the liquid cheese? Because that's the thing I mean, that gets me. I guess. The cheese it, it, curds are the To mm. me, it kind of went, it was. The, it served the purpose that a, a other condiment would serve. Okay. So I didn't have any mustard or, or anything on mm. it like that because I had cheese. Seems garbage platey. Uh, the, the Pittsburgh delicacy where they put like uh, fries, uh, they put uh, like a, a, you know, two hamburger patties. It's like, a, you know, some, uh, some tots as well. Uh, some, then some mustard. Just seems like a, seems a little bit too much. That sounds pretty good. Why, 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 <laughs> why not uh, two buns uh, for, for the brats with some mustard? Mm. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, Green Ridge Farm style, you know, hey, a little champagne honey mustard. And I AJ, know. no, I was not at any jewels yesterday, so you did not see me. But many folks, folks apparently try to impersonate me around <laughs> local jewels. May, yeah, but maybe. I mean, it's you might find Herb in a jewel. I mean, and take to, a photo. If yeah. You Come say hi. Don't take a photo. That's weird. Well, I mean, go say hi and take a photo. <laughs> yeah. You know, in shopping, the bakery section. I'm shopping for my Fiber One cereal. Don't take a picture. Just come say hi. Why are you eating this crap? Oh, I got to start eating better. You know, we'll have a conversation. You should be having that Fiber One cereal Milwaukee style. 
with a little, with a little cheese, <laughs> cheese on curds, it. Cheese curds, liquid <laughs> cheese, absolutely. It would improve the cereal, uh, definitely. Shout out to to uh, Sean. They're not, a, they're not a sponsor, right? Fiber One. Okay, cool. <laughs> not yet. I mean, after that ra- raving endorsement, uh, <laughs> so, I have I have to eat healthy because I have to. Oh, it's terrible. Um, shout out to Sean Frolich, uh, who says uh, four to five podcasts during a dead zone of baseball is no easy feat. Thank you. Fellas, we appreciate that. And uh, also to uh, Jordan, one nine nine six one Jordan, uh, who said, I think, something uh, a little bit up higher. Sorry, uh, Kevin. Uh, a couple good Sox po- podcasts out there, but this one's the best. Appreciate it. And uh, to Matthew Lucas as well. Uh, Matthew was a part of a social clip that we just put out, uh, too. He was the start of uh, the question about where White Sox fandom is, if it's at an all-time low. Uh, Matthew let off that uh, clip, so shout-out to Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, and if you guys are looking to become a diehard, uh, check out allchgo.com. Uh, we will be opening up the Monday mailbag in just a second. But as Jordan uh, asked earlier uh, about an MLB The Show tournament this year, I'd be down. I know Herb's an avid player. Uh, they just announced their new cover athlete of the Miami Marlins, future White Sox, Jazz Chisholm. What do we make of the news? What do we make of this this announcement that Jazz is now going to be on MLB The Show 23? Happy's getting recognition, but as an avid player of the game, he doesn't fall to the level, or he's not on the level of the players that they've had previously. Last year, Shohei Tani. I don't know how you get to that level. That guy is, you know, probably top three if he's not the best in the league. Then before, you had Bryce Harper. You've had... Uh, Tatis, after his extraordinary year, however you want to say about Javi Baez, at the time he was on the cover artist of MLB The Show, he was hot. The thing is that Jazz Chisholm, I know him, you know him, Vinny knows him. Do regular, everyday gamers and or baseball fans know Jazz Chisholm? I would say no. And so I'm glad that he got the recognition, but I don't know if he rises to the level of MLB cover artist. So... It's a good thing for him, but, you know, if you're going to keep consistent with the cover artist, I would have liked to see somebody of that caliber. I think, what, he's made uh, an all-star game last year. Mm-hmm. If we're going to go that way, Tim's never been on the on the cover. And they pretty much had similar years last year where they had all-star years and then hurt for a good portion of it. So, yeah, I would love to see somebody else. KPW's guy, who I'm picking this year, is going to be a breakout star, even though he's already a star in Vladito. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., that guy would have been a great person on the cover. But congratulations to Jazz Chisholm. I'm going to still play the game. Yeah. Hey, it's entertainment, right? It's mm-hmm. fun. And I, I think everybody is constantly, you know, fretting that, oh, not enough people are watching baseball and liking baseball. How do we get baseball out there? I don't think the answer is necessary, narrowly, ugh, is necessarily to have your uh, video game and even more of an entertainment product than the actual entertainment product that is baseball. Um, have this strict rule that it needs to be someone who is, has a certain amount of war and all of that. Put a guy on there who's fun. I mean, that's the thing about Javi Baez. You say whatever you want about him. That man is exciting to watch play baseball. Mm-hmm. It is fun to watch him do the things that he does on a baseball field. I think a lot of the other guys you said that, that have been on the cover, like Fernando Tatis, fall in that category as well. If Jazz Chisholm is the kind of guy who does highlight real things that make that bring other people into the game because they saw it on social media or they saw it in the trailer for MLB The Show, uh, good. You know what I mean? Get people excited to uh, to 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 come into the game. It doesn't necessarily just have to be the guy who uh, you know is an MVP caliber player. Uh, it, it can be somebody who is fun. I always call Tim Anderson one of the faces of baseball, not necessarily because he's the best shortstop 
shortstop or he's the best player or he's on the best team or anything like that, but because when he does stuff, people pay attention. Mm -hmm. And he is a uh, guy that they want to have in all of their marketing material because he is fun, he is entertaining, and I think that is probably as important, if not more important, than making sure that, you know, you're rewarding someone for their uh, for their stat line. Yeah, and I mean, too, you look at the history of the covers, I mean, you could uh, label most of the players as, as fun or legendary. I mean, going back to 2014, Miguel Cabrera, Yasiel Puig. Puig was a personality, had a lot of highlights that he could, you know, always pop off. Uh, Donaldson had a historic year, but I think also, too, like, you know, he had a Toronto connection, uh, a fun story as well before he turned a little bit sour. Uh, that was the good Blue Jays days. Uh, then Ken Griffey Jr., pretty fun. Uh, Aaron Judge, I thought they could have probably ran him back as the cover artist, you know, about five years later, just because mm -hmm. 62 is very special. Who doesn't want to hit, you know, as many home runs possible? That's kind of like the whole video game thing. Sure. You can never put Bar Barry Bonds in a video game, too. Barry Bonds was never on a cover. He wasn't in the union. Uh, so, uh, you mm -hmm. know, he wasn't even John in the game. Dowd? Yeah, John Dowd in yeah. MVP yeah. baseball, yeah. Um, white dude, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, had, they flipped everybody's race that wasn't in the union. Yeah. And he <laughs> Damian Miller was Roger Chamberlain. He was black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the knowledge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Harper, Baez, yeah. Tatis, and Otani. Like, no, I don't want to be in this game. I'm Damian Miller. Yeah. Non union Damian Miller. Um, I just find it interesting. I know his name still. Oh, I definitely remember. Uh, what was uh, they made Kevin Millar? He was a black guy in there too with a blonde beard. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, one baseball. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Kevin Millar was replaced by Anthony Freeze. Anthony Freeze. Yes. yes. Oh, you know, I, I remember Anthony. Freeze. I was trying to remember yeah. that name. Yes. Okay. Anthony Freeze. Yeah. I had no idea that was Kevin Millar. There's only a very small handful of people who weren't in that game, but the ones that were, you remember. Is it because was Kevin Millar like a scab or something? Like was he like a '94 strike or something? Is that why he was I'm not sure. Guy? I'm, I'm not sure exactly why. I think some of that applies to those guys. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah. it's weird that you like he would. I would definitely think he would be like, oh yeah, I'm a union guy and I want to be in this damn baseball game. Barry Bonds, yeah, I think he was just following the Michael Jordan playbook where Michael was like, nah, you ain't using my likeness in any of these games. That's why he's not in NBA Jam for all those years. You had Horace and Scotty. Look at you. Uh, Millar was a replacement player during the 94-95 baseball strike where he played with the replacements in early 95, and therefore he is barred for membership in uh, Major League Baseball Players Association. So, uh, yeah, you're right uh, that he was a scab uh, and probably goes for the same goes for Damian Miller, Could I be. assume. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there, there you go. I just find it interesting, interesting though, like FIFA, uh, completely different company. Uh, MLB The Show is produced by San Diego Sports. But FIFA, like the past three years, it's been Kylian Mbappe. Um, like he is the face of soccer, and he's been on the, the cover for, you know, uh, the past three years. Ronaldo was on it for two straight years. Messi was on it for, I think, like four straight years. Wayne Rooney was on it seven different times. So I just wonder, like, you know, what is the thought process? And I, I'm, I'm surprised it didn't go back to the, the Aaron Judge well. Um, but, hey, uh, Jazz Chisholm, if he has a big year, uh, it could be huge. But like Connor also said, it's a, a cover. You only just look at it when you buy the game or when you're click and play. Uh, it doesn't really affect the actual game. I like I, I would like though, I know that it's like a thing, like you like it's an honor for a guy to be on a video game cover. I think they I like I'd like to see it get changed up though. You know what I mean? It's always like one guy on a cover, like mm. one guy. Make it like a collage or something, you know, where you where you're putting a bunch of different people on there, maybe guys from different eras, you know, different just smash it all together and, and, and make it kind of just fun for everybody. Well, I know my gamer people mostly <laughs> buy their games online, and they're not grabbing the actual physical copy of the game. Mm. And so your idea would have merit there where 
You could just do that because they update the lineups every yeah. even, like five days, wherever it is. And you love I lo- you love at the beginning, like the little, I don't know if they even do this Montage, for games yeah. anymore, but the little like intro video where it's all the guys on there and you're like, oh yeah, it's that guy and that guy and that guy, you know. They yeah. they almost did that with one of the NHL games with Taze and Kane both holding the cup at the same time. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a collage, but it was almost two players at once, but then allegations came out and they made it just mm-hmm. um, Taze. But I do remember a couple games like that having collages yeah, before. One so. of the NBA 2Ks had like Magic, Larry, and Jordan on it. Um, I think the, the NBA has done a couple multi ones. And TA, huh. I mean, uh, Jordan brings up a point. Like I was thinking about TA did the RBI baseball a couple years ago, wondering if the people at San Diego Sports were like, yeah, he was on that other game. We're going to give him a punishment. Because to me, as you said, T.A. is more nationally known than Jazz Chisholm. No shade. But if we're going to go with a player who's a little bit more undercover and bringing people into the umbrella that would not have been under the umbrella previously, T.A. would be my guy. So hopefully a 2023, well, T.A. kills, and he's on the cover next year. Also, but, like, why not? You know, Fran- Francisco Lindor's pretty fun. Uh, New York Met. Yeah. You know, I, I don't understand. He's a little bit more accomplished, too. Uh, I, I would think that would make a little bit more sense. It doesn't have to be T.A. I know our mind goes to T.A. because his, he's right there. He's our guy. Uh, at least the bobblehead is. Uh, yeah, I think that Lindor could have been a guy. I just, like, they had they have a Cy Young on their team, and they didn't even go with the Cy Young. For right, the, but here's the, the Marlins. thing. I mean, you know, but yeah, but also, too, like, then you'd have this. Then you'd have folks complaining, oh, it's only New York or L.A., you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's cool to, to kind of explore the whole the whole sport and 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 maybe maybe this introduces someone who buys MLB the show every year but doesn't watch a lot of games outside of maybe their favorite team uh you know maybe this introduces them to to a guy who maybe they should be paying more attention to hey Otani was on the cover last year and I didn't buy the game for like the first time in you know 14 years or something I know like Ben that. Verlander brought it oh yeah he did. brought like seven he, copies he, he, yeah he's, he's got the <laughs> he's got the, the 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 collector's edition where it probably gives you an otani poster and everything and this uh, is a side uh did you guys see the most valuable uh well, the cy young awards this year given out this weekend to yes. both sandy and to justin verlander on the bottom most valuable player or most valuable pitcher valuable spelled incorrectly no a in tough. the middle i'm like Who's doing these awards? Just Come on. Co- copy editors are important, guys. Keep it simple. MVP. Can't screw that up. Yeah. Just and three letters. Ben, speaking of, Ben Verlander went back to Justin's old award where they had just said most outstanding pitcher. So they had changed the wording and then got it wrong. Come on, MLB. Most outstanding pitcher. Yes. Mop. Justin Verlander is a mop. Hire an editor. Let's oh. go. <laughs> Kevin, you want another job? <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll get into uniform talk. I see uh, some 83 slander uh, in the chat. Uh, we'll talk about Nike's new supposed rule for some of the major league teams and what the plans will be for the uniform rollout in 2023. want to take a break, let you know about Green Ridge Farm. We are, t- are talking about brats, and now I'm hungry. Uh, we got some in the fridge over there. It'd be perfect day to go heat up the grill. Uh, you know, when it's snowing it out would, there. It would not be a perfect day. No, Stay inside at all costs. Uh, hey. It's miserable outside. It's only five minutes, friends. You can uh, put it in your own stove. Like, use it as yeah. a grill that way. You, you could, you know, oven skillet, it, microwave it, air fryer, grill it, air fry it too. Uh, Green Ridge Farm is a Bop Chicago. <laughs> what? It's a, it's, you're referencing a game back in the 90s. I just didn't hear You don't you. know what bop it is? Twist it. I know what yeah, bop, bop it is. I just have yeah, bad hearing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know what bop it is. Yeah. Uh, sh- we should play bop it 
on like a Thursday. We're always looking for games. Can Herb beat Vinny and Bop it? Yes. No. Um, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, he can. Greener's Farm is a local product. They're a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. They're the makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, and these all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours. With 16 grams of protein per stick, they make a perfect post-workout stick snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing out on. They are delicious because they are recipes uh, made from recipes generation in the making and being all natural. They deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. Uh, Whenever I'm in the jewels, I can walk by my deli and see uh, their their nice turkey selection, their nice uh, chicken selection, their nice ham, uh, very lovely uh, deli products over at the Jewel uh, from Green Ridge Farm. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Also want to let you know about our friends over at ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. And customers can inquire about how to upgrade up updated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. So visit comed.com slash poweringbiz. That's comed.com slash poweringbiz. Now to start saving money and energy and to start saving a project, contact us at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. Let's get into the uniform talk here. Uh, We also got two transactional talks, and we got one mailbag question that we'll get into a little bit later. But recently, uh, Nike, uh, during this offseason, has told MLB teams that their plan is now to get uniforms down to four jerseys plus one City Connect. Uh, Bill DeWitt, the owner of the Cardinals, was talking recently and revealed kind of Nike's idea. Uh, also said that the Cardinals uniforms won't get, uh, the City Connects won't get to St. Louis until about 2024. Uh, and the rumor was that they would start recycling or getting new City Connects in 2024. So now... Teams that have already gotten one. Yeah, like the White Sox ones, were gotcha. planned to get one in 2024. So now you'd expect a new City Connect for the White Sox in 2025, just with the way that this is rolled out. But now... What do we make of what the uniforms might look like in 2023? If the White Sox have to get rid of one uniform, which one would have to go? Currently, the, the white pinstripes, they have the black homes, they have the south side, they have the road grays, they have the 83s, uh, and then that's uh, then they also technically have the black uh, away ones. It's the same jersey. Same jersey. Different combination, I different guess Different combo. Um, I would assume that that doesn't count uh, and that – the black jerseys, if they go with the black alternates, they could still have those either at home or away. Yeah. There was also one of the links that you sent that was talking about the Mariners mm-hmm. also said that there might that the, the sprint tr- or the batting practice uniforms might count also in that in that equation. Oh, I missed count. that. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading that too. Yeah. I if we're talking about the White Sox and which ne- uh, uniforms need to go, you know my answer. Nineteen eighty three uniforms on Sunday. Those uniforms I never liked. I get why people do like them, but I think it's a good tribute that they've done, what, since 2014, I believe, they've been wearing those on Sunday in some form or fashion. 
it's time to move on. They have way too many good uniforms in their history to just be sticking with that one. If they want to continue to wear those, I know Nike is putting the, the kill on that. I would, I would have done before this where they rotate those every Sunday to, hey, here's a turn back the clock game. Uh, here's the uniforms we're wearing this week. Here's the uniforms we're wearing next week type of thing. But if we're going to get rid of one all total, 83 uniforms go away. Bring back my vest on Sundays. Oh, now you're bringing a jersey back. Yeah, we're getting rid of one. We gotta, we gotta replace it with something. <laughs> so, Bill Dewitt said you have four jerseys that you can wear home and road. So, pinstripes and road grays, I would say, are staying. Uh, the Mariners got rid of their road grays, but I don't think the White Sox are going to get rid of their road grays. So, I would assume that the home and aways are going to stay the same. It said in the article too that only the Mariners and the Padres have non-gray uniforms as their road uniforms. The Padres are wearing their brown. The Mariners are wearing their blue which is going to be very odd when the White Sox want to wear their dark uniforms at home and they're hosting the Seattle Mariner. That's true. You know, but so they'll be, be like, probably oh, stuck God, to being too, wearing too white. dark everywhere. Yeah, but they'll just probably have to be stuck wearing white. No, right? but you're a home team. You you dictate what's going on. I guess. Hey, Southside Mondays. Will especially be- if you're in a, a, slu- a, a slump where you've been wearing your white uniforms at home and you've been losing a lot, it's like, let's change it up with yeah. our black uniforms. Hey, sorry, Mariners. We're going to look the same today. Or like Southside Mondays. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it will be Southside Mondays, too. Uh, but they'll also have a home road, two alternates, plus your city connect. So the Southsides will stay. Uh, the home pinstripes will stay. The roads will stay, so you'll probably go with the black alternates. And uh, I mean, is there a way the eighty three stay? I mean, oh yeah, the, I guess I, I guess you keep eighty three Sundays. But I think eighty threes are definitely going to stay because most of the majority of White Sox fans like them. I'm very vocal minority about the eighty threes. I'd see in our comments, there's a couple people who don't like the eighty threes, like myself. But for the most part, people enjoy those and enjoy going out to those games. I looked it up last year. I think the White Sox went seven and five on the Sundays that they did wear the uh, 83 uniforms. Remember at the beginning of the year, they didn't wear the 83 uniforms on Sunday. And I was like, yes, let's go. And Vinny was was like, uh, warning me. He's like, it doesn't mean they're not going to be wearing them. (laughs) Just means they're not here right now. And when it was May 15th, I believe the first time they were, I was like, son of a bitch. I thought we had died. We saw a couple times, like they wore the South sides on Mondays, but then we saw, you know, if they won the game, it would, go over to Tuesday. Like yeah, the starting pitcher would. I believe the starting pitcher is allowed to pick what jerseys they wear. Right. And uh, or, I mean, that's how other teams have done it in the past. Um, certainly there are times when they don't, like uh, when uh, the team says we're wearing these every Sunday kind of thing, or, or maybe St. there Patrick's is Day. Uh, a clash of some kind with the other team. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, this is just... We're, you don't need to be serious about this. This is just whatever you want to see your team wearing. Um, everybody has their own opinions. I think personally, when it comes to the 83s, I like to see them, A, I, I think uniforms from the 70s and 80s just look kind of cool, and B, give me a little color. Let's see a little color. You see, it's black and white all the time. And uh, to get a little color in there is a good thing. I saw our guy KPW with a great idea. Just Let's just scrap gray in general. I'm Either always, go back uh, to what baby blue from the 70s and 80s delicious. or just wear your team color on the road. Why not? I like Those gray. Chicago White Sox, baby blue with the Chicago script and the White Sox underneath the underline. When it was navy, right? Wasn't it navy I, on baby blue? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Or red. I think, so they had red ones, too, with the uh, Bill Melton era. I think yeah. that's done a little bit too much. and It's a, it's a little bit too twinny for me. Like I think of the twins when I think of powder blue. Um, I, I just think every that team used to wear powder blue on the true. road. Yeah. It, was, it looked better on TV. It looked great on TV. Um, it's great in real life too. I just, I just <laughs> think like the the grays, especially with the black and white, you know, current like setup. Like I think it just looks way too good for the Sox. I mean, like that's just a part of their color palette. Like if the Yankees want to go away from gray, like sure, 
you know, get a, a, a navy blue Yankee uniform, but whatever. I also like the uh, 83s because they're pullovers, and I think that button-up uniforms so, make no sense whatsoever. I, I'm not sure if they're <laughs> because of the sliding. and what it, what It's just guess? silly. Would you wear a button-down shirt to the gym? <laughs> no, but it's like it was kind of like I equate this to my um, Little League playing. When we were Little Leagues, we had all these pullover shirts and the the trucker hats with the uh, adjustable things. Sure. And so – Ever since then, I've been always looking for jerseys with buttons on them and hats that are fitted. So because of this is what little what leaguers the wear. wear. The pros <laughs> wear the ones where they're buttoned up. If you don't wear one where they're, they're buttoned up, you're still in Little League. So like we had all those jerseys that were all pullovers. Like, I get what you're saying, and it makes more sense. What you're saying is kind of the manager's thing, too. Well, why right. are they wearing uniforms? Exactly. That's dumb. <laughs> but, yes, I, I just that's my mentality as a youngster now going, growing up. But I'm interested, like, I feel like you brought up maybe some of the players mentioned, like, the way that those are cut. Like, does that, like, I thought they had a, a preference on whether it would be a pullover or a button down. They might. Um, okay. I, I, th- I thought maybe I was just. I'm sure, I'm sure they do. They've probably all worn both. You know what I mean? So, we yeah. did so many shows and during the season. <laughs> I mean, you know, how many times did people say something? But I, I did think that, I, I, I think I can recall, like, somebody saying on the team that, like, the buttons actually are better. Well, those, baseball jerseys just the because thing, they, you those, can keep that, them looser or tighter, and you know that embroidery is so big on there. If you have an authentic jersey, you you know that, that yes. it's just gigantic, whether it's buttoned down or not, it's so big it's on there. Cumbersome. So maybe the having the buttons breaks that up a little bit, mm-hmm. and but yeah, the sox just across the sure or yeah. whatever. If it's yeah. the Chicago on the road ones or something like that, you know, yeah. So mm-hmm. and I think the the vest also give you freedom. Like if you're a pitcher, you got some elbow and uh, shoulder freedom instead of the the starch of the jersey that's all stiff and stuff. You have now a shirt underneath. You can just wear a, a dry fit that's a uh, form fitting. You have a little bit more freedom on your arm, especially if you're a hitter too. You got your shoulders are a little bit freer than the actual jersey. Um, I think you know you gave me the idea of throwing Scrabble uh, pieces on the board to create stats. <laughs> uh, WS plus weighted sleeves plus. Uh, maybe we could figure out you know if there's a, a correlation between sleeves and no sleeves. The uh, White Sox won the only World Series wearing those jerseys for the hey, most part. You're not early, wrong. Early no wonder people like them so much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very very important time. Uh, we're gonna get to just some quick player stuff and then we'll get into our final topic, which is a, uh, a mailbag question from our guy Ian. Um, first off, Josh Harrison off the market. Um, he is now going to Philadelphia. They lose Gene Segura and get Josh Harrison for a $2 million deal. We thought Harrison could still be a fit for the White Sox. Now he's off the market. Did the White Sox miss out, especially now seeing the salary? No, I, as Vinny has been talking about, like, that's a pickup for the White Sox. you like, you see Romy, you see uh, Lenning, and you're like, ah, this is not working out. Let's go and get Josh Harrison, a veteran we know we're going to get from him. He played 119 games for the White Sox last year, gave quality effort, but he is in his proper role now with the Philadelphia Phillies, mostly as a coming-off-the-bench middle infielder. He played most of his games with the White Sox, I think, plus 85-plus games with the White Sox starting at second base fine if it's 2017 if it's 2022 a little troublesome he was all right even though his uh, war I think was just above average and so he'll go back to being the player that he has been the last couple years as a nice role player nice fill-in player White Sox might have had other circumstances that made him more of a starter than the reserve that he was supposed to be 
But now as a Philly, I'll, I think he'll be more of a player that you'll see the numbers. Our guy, Steven Nicholas, who is not here today, is going to be very much more happier with the Josh Harrison that's going to be in Philadelphia because they'll probably be hustling because it'll be his only time during the week he'll be playing. <laughs> He was no hustling off. then. What yeah, is he, this? I don't. I, I, Steven's I know that's so Steven's wrong. Steve. I'll yell at Steven all day for that. Old man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. What do you make of the Harrison signing? I mean, yeah, good. Good for Josh. Good for the Phillies. Uh, I mean, a great clubhouse guy, obviously. So, uh, you know, a clubhouse that already has experienced some winning, getting to the World Series last year, now can add a guy who uh, who's very professional and and brings good vibes in there too. Um, the White Sox are are gonna find out whether uh, uh, Romy Gonzalez. Uh, is the right bet, or or Josh Harrison would have been a nice, relatively cheap uh, uh, safety net to to bring in because it sure seems like um, you know it's the unknown about be it Romy or Lenin Sosa that is causing people to think that that is such a big need. I'm I'm one of them. I think that some certainty and some uh, you know knowing what you're going to get is very valuable when uh, valuable spelled correctly yes. uh, when when you're <laughs> when you're going to try to uh, compete for a championship, but. If they, they have confidence in Romy, they have it for a reason, and uh, we'll see. I, I definitely think people would probably argue that the ceiling could be higher for, for someone where you don't know what you're going to get versus getting very average play from Josh Harrison, but there's a world, too, where average would be an upgrade. And so um, it, it looked like an area that they were going to be able to to upgrade this offseason. They opted to go in-house with, with something that uh, we cannot judge until uh, he starts putting up numbers, good or bad, once the season starts. Well, do you think this sign is now that they are going in-house? Like, Do you think that now that this kind of quote-unquote safety net of the guy that was here was still out there is gone, does this you know seem like it's more of Romy's job or in-house job? No, I, I think uh, White Sox fans, people who, who watch and follow this team, uh, probably went to Josh Harrison right away because – you just saw him last year. You're rec- you're familiar with this guy. There are probably plenty of other Josh Harrison types, or or, or maybe a little lower, uh, you know, average to below average, uh, out there, you know, who will sign a, a cheap or, or even a minor league deal, maybe, uh, you know, and 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 I don't think this changes anything dramatically. It really seemed to me that if they wanted Josh Harrison, they would have gone out and got him. Uh, he might have been an option if you get for, far enough down the road, but uh, now I think uh, probably the same options exist that existed the other day, just with one fewer. And uh, if the White Sox feel a need to go out and get somebody, they they will. And uh, but but they haven't yet. Uh, White Sox will have Jer- Josh Harrison uh, as the third uh, home opponent that they will play. Uh, Giants will be the home opener uh, on the third, fifth, and sixth. Orioles are the next team to visit uh, the South Side on the 14th, 15th, 16th of April. And then, uh, of April. Yes. And then uh, on April 17th, 18th, and 19th, Josh Harrison revenge game as the Phillies uh, come to Chicago. Uh, and that's fun. I was looking and I, I couldn't find the Phillies. Uh, I was looking. I, I was looking in you know June, July. Couldn't find them. Saw the Mets and everything. Uh, very fun, just seeing every single team out there. So uh, we will have a lot of revenge games. Awesome. Uh, uh, Vince Velasquez revenge game on April seventh, eighth, ninth. Hopefully he's in the rotation. Is he pitching in all those games? One of them, maybe. <laughs> um, we'd be lucky. We'd be, we'd be blessed. Uh, so yeah, definitely a, a lot of different uh, headlines going out there. Angles. You're going out there that early? First week in April. Well, I think uh, Tanny's birthday is the first week in April. We're thinking about going out to Pittsburgh. We always, you know, if, if it's a Pittsburgh trip to be had, we're going to go to Pittsburgh. It's going to be cold. I mean, it's cold here. I guess. <laughs> um, but you know, hopefully that's <laughs> It's a cold, time. but great. Nice. There's nothing better than Pittsburgh. Nothing. In baseball? No. And then the downtown area? strip it. The strip district over there in Oakland? Man. Milwaukee or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. 
Definitely Pittsburgh. You done Pittsburgh? I haven't been to Pittsburgh. Okay. I know I've heard rave reviews for the ballpark, but uh, I have not even gone to the Andy Warhol Museum yet, and I still have to go. I'm a big fan of Andy Warhol, so we'll see uh, if we can get that in. Permani's not in the ballpark. Permani's outside in the Strip District or downtown Pittsburgh is much better. That's where you get the fries and the yeah, sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, should go. Well, don't they do that in Chicago too? I think there's like uh, Lucky's. Yeah, uh, in Wrigleyville, I, I think they do that. Yeah, you're supposed to eat like a three sandwiches and you no. get like a free shirt. Yeah, I'm all right. I don't know. I could just buy the shirt. Um, anyways, we'll take a quick break here. Uh, oh, Matthew, I already came to Seattle. You missed me. Sorry. Come on. I mean, Seattle seems like a nice spot. Why not? It's a good spot. It's Double up. I mean, you go to Pittsburgh, and you can go to Seattle again. I can. Too I, expensive? That's a long flight. Pittsburgh I, to Seattle? It's got to be like four and a half hours. I'd, I'd probably do hours. Chicago to Seattle. I don't know if I'd want to drive to like Pittsburgh. I didn't like the stadium as much as I like the other ones. It's a good stadium, T-Mobile Stadium. But at the time, I was looking for the grasshoppers or the crickets that they serve in Edgar's Bar, which is named after Edgar Martinez. They ran out that day. I'm like, how do you run out of the main thing that you sell and the thing I'm coming here for? Crickets? Crickets or grasshoppers. One of the two. They have uh, dead ones. That are, mm. I think they're chocolate covered. And they people say they taste good. Just protein. You could get like a hot dog. They sell that. Uh, peanuts. They sell beer. I know, but you, you know, can't. You, can get, get, you get that else. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you could get. But there is. You can get that anywhere else for a reason. I just found out about they, the. Uh, C- I, and Matthew can probably uh, uh, back me up here. The Seattle style hot dog. Are you familiar with this? No. The hot dog with cream cheese on it. <laughs> Sounds good. Hard pass. Oh I no, mean, I'm all in for that. I love cream cheese <laughs> and I love hot dogs. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, do they work together? I bet you you can get one at uh, T-Mobile. Parker Stadium or whatever it is. Okay. It's cream cheese, sautéed onions, and a pretzel bun. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, that's not now, that bad. Now we're improved. I mean, uh, onion. Sounds amazing. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I, I won't hate. I mean. Sounds real good. Now I got to come out there. Sorry, Matthew. I know you don't like You you just like that because there's no vegetables on there. I was going to say, no our, our, our famous hot dog is a salad. Give me the one with the cream cheese on it. Come on. <laughs> I like the salad. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I, I like the salad. It's because I take uh, Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1s because I didn't really have the time. I really didn't know where to start with multivitamins, and they made it easy for me. Uh, for the past 10 months, we've been using Athletic Greens, and we love it, and it doesn't taste super healthy. kind of has a mild tropical taste that we look forward to each and every morning. To morning, I, I'm using we because Herb and I use it. Uh, what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your ability to focus, and aging. It's why Herb, you know, looks so much younger than Luke Stuckmeyer. I think Stucky's uh, on Athletic Greens, but still, you know. I am much younger than Luke Stuckmeyer. Exactly. And like, I take Athletic Greens. Exactly. You know, you're just, you're just helping her out uh, so much more. All of the things for Herb to look as young as he does. Uh, it's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. A cold brew is going to cost you about, like, 6 bucks. So, I mean, two yes. packs of Athletic Greens, it means two cold brews right there. I mean, it just seems... The math adds up to me. I'll just, the math is know. math in there. The math is math. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No needs for millions of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgosox. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash chgosox to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional Insurance. Thank you to Athletic Greens. 
Also got to let you know about Game Time, our good pals. They are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, it is possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy, and you won't find a better deal this season on Blackhawks. Bulls, they're in season. Uh, I just bought tickets to the National. That's not until May, but hey, there's a concert out there. Uh, there was the Tusk Fleetwood Mac cover band out at the Genesee Theater where our guy Marco, who's picked up uh, Game Time tickets, uh, was telling me to go check it out. Uh, it was created by the fans, for the fans, and Game Time guarantees the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time, and the best way to support us is by buying your ticket through the link in the description. You could find any tickets to any you know, concert event that you want to go to. Join over the 15 million people who have downloaded the GameTime app. Let's go to the best seats to all your favorite events. Uh, let's get into our mailbag question here. Our guy, uh, Ian uh, Robo from Across the Pond, uh, asked about a hard cap for the MLB. With the news of the NFL cap being raised today, uh, is it not time for MLB to have a hard cap? Uh, what do we make of that? Do we kind of like the looseness of MLB? Uh, obviously, we know Steve Cohen is dabbling in the CBT market, uh, the competitive balance tax, but uh, he's not afraid of it. But what do we make of the way that MLB and the salary cap is currently structured? I mean, you just saw it. You just mentioned it. CBT acts as a de facto cap, not a hard cap like MLB or like the NFL or NBA, NHL have, but... I think the fact that the players get to earn as much as the market dictates is a good thing. And owners like Steve Cohen, who want to buy these players and give them market value, should be allowed to. Not at, this is an arbitrary number I got to give you because I got to fit you in the rest of the cap of this team. If you are a team that, like, I remember the Cubs a couple years ago were crying poor, having biblical losses, and they were hardly even close to the cap. It's not prohibitive. The competitive balance tax is not prohibitive like the NBA, where if you go over it once, you have to pay like dollar for dollar the next year if you're messing up. In, in NBA, uh, Major League Baseball doesn't have that. You just have to pay a portion of that salary. And so it's not that prohibitive to go over the competitive balance tax. And you should, as the owner, you should want your team to be as, be as the best as it can be if you're not going to be developing talent. Um, you should be wanting to go out and get free agents. So I think the Players Association will never have a hard cap, and they shouldn't because it limits the amount of money that they can make. And owners should be willing to pay players more money because you pay them more, you get better performances, theoretically, out of those players, and the product on the field will be better, which means the TV money will be better, which means it'll enrich your own pocket. So you got to spend money to make money. I think MLB is in the perfect situation right now where you have people who want to go over that competitive balance tax, and then some people use it, and I think the White Sox, the Cubs, other teams use the competitive balance tax as kind of a hard cap, which they've really never gone over. Yeah, I mean, I think you see basically, Herb, exactly what you just said, which is current. the current system is essentially a hard cap, but it's all self-imposed, right? I mean, yeah, there is that rule, and maybe you don't want to pay a little extra more if you are uh, already paying a whole lot, right? Uh, but... I mean, look at look across baseball at the other teams. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the Oakland A's are ever going to come into the CBT. It's just that their owner has decided, I, I'm putting a cap on my team's salary. <laughs> the Marlins, I'm putting an own, a cap on my team's salary. Heck, the Cleveland Guardians, who are winning, yep. do the same thing. Um, I think baseball has a lot more parity than, you know, the everyday fan probably realizes just because they're so focused on their team. How come, how come my team isn't isn't part of this parody kind of thing? But, I mean, you look at basically the last, what, 
I think the last nine World Series, only one there's only been one repeat winner, and that's the Astros. Um, I mean, teams are able teams are able to compete if they choose to compete. Uh, often is the case. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way if the play on the field doesn't match up. Uh, the the big difference between baseball and uh, especially football, uh, but other sports as well, the salaries aren't are guaranteed. Right. Uh, and I mean, I think that's something that is never going to you're never going to go backwards on that front. And so that's probably the main reason why nobody's ever going to institute a, a salary cap is because well, I'm literally committing all this money. There is no flexibility like there is in the NFL, even with a cap in place. So um, you're absolutely right, Herb. If we're talking about realistic outcomes, this is never happening. The players' union has way too much power. This would never, ever happen. Um, But at the same time, you're kind of seeing it happen anyway just because the owners can pay what they decide to pay. Yeah, and, like, it's it's a little bit of collusion on that end, too. It's yeah. just like, you know, uh, the reason why Bryce Harper and Manny Machado signed so late was because I don't think that teams wanted to approach that $300 million uh, number, and the Harper and Machado waited them out. Well, even if it's not even if it's not that necessarily, um, you know, you use that, that C word, which nobody likes, but, you know, mm-hmm. you, it's not – it doesn't have to be that specific, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's 30 – there's only 30 teams – and this is Major League Baseball. They, they make up Major League Baseball. There's only one. You know what I mean? I mean, people, what, gov- government officials sometimes want to uh, get, uh, get all puffy-chested and talk about, oh, we're going to sue uh, one of the sports leagues for antitrust uh, violation and stuff like that. I mean, they are the only game in town, really. What, are you going to go watch independent minor league baseball <laughs> instead of Major League Baseball? I mean... Uh, it, Dick Durbin wants you to go watch the Thunderbolts. Right, right. That's probably not very realistic. But, uh, but yeah, it's listen, it's, they, they operate in a, in a system where they're basically capping salaries uh, on an individual basis just because that's what they decide to do. I mean, y- you would like to imagine that every one of these owners would say, whatever it takes every year a, a fan base would like to think that that way um but that's not really how it works in practice and so that right there you could describe that as a salary cap in some fashion yeah but i mean still like you mentioned the guarantee money and you look at the star of the nfl patrick mahomes he signed this like what people thought was a jaw-dropping contract of 450 million uh for 10 years but you think about Shohei Otani, he's probably gonna eclipse that oh, and easily. you look at the guaranteed money on patrick mahomes hundred and forty-one million. I mean, Carlos Rodon just signed for more money, right? Just just this year. Um, so Chris Bryant signed for more money. I think Chris last Bryant year. signed for more money, uh, and, and they're just trying to play five hundred baseball. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, I I, God, I just think that, that oh I, wow, I forgot about it. Wow, he's got that first name for a reason. Um, I I just think that uh, you know it, it is a, a great spot for baseball, and I I, I think. It, like you're right, the, the players' association just has way too much power to ever let that change. Um, I think it's great for baseball that there isn't a cap, and you know, if anything, I would probably ask for a floor just so there isn't teams like the Reds and Pirates that you know can choose just not to spend at all. But I think it's interesting because we've seen the Rays develop a kind of pretty good you know system by doing that. So, and the Cleveland uh, Guardians as well. You're like, right. I mean, the I, I think. For a lot of folks, it's just as much entertainment or just as much appreciation in watching the Rays do what they do as there is in watching Steve Cohen and the Mets do what they've started doing. Uh, But, hey, maybe Steve Cohen doing what he's doing convinces a few more 
ridiculously wealthy people that, oh, maybe I should be a baseball owner. And maybe this is the start of, of the change of, of the way owners behave. And maybe we'll see more class systems. There's the the upper class that, uh, you know, is always in, you know, Steve Cohen, the Yankees on those higher upper teams. And maybe we'll see more of a division where teams sit like in that 150 million to 75 million range. And then there's teams that like the Phillies or not like the Pirates, the Reds, the Guardians don't, or Rays don't even choose to spend at all. Or well, and that's like, what a cap is supposed to prevent in theory, right? But, I mean, I think you leave it this way. Just look at it, and, and, I mean, Herb, you and I reference this all the time. The amount of money that the Yankees spent in the first decade of this century, yep. they, 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 didn't win, they didn't win nearly as much as they were winning when they had homegrown guys, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it, it goes to show you that spending is not the only thing you need to do. And, and, you, and Steve Cohen might learn that the hard way this year. You know, right. you still got you still got to play and, and, and get the results on the field. Well, and you look at that, that division, too. The Phillies have spent a billion dollars, yeah. basically, on their team. Uh, the Mets continue to spend and try to spend a ton on Carlos Correa. And the Braves kind of have that homegrown vibe. Obviously, they've acquired Sean Murphy and uh, Matt Olson in trades, uh, basically just poaching the Oakland A's. From the A's. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> just but, supplementing their roster where they need it. That's yeah. smart. <laughs> that's, Every, and that's what they're – I think the Braves are example where – Alex or Anthropolis took what Rick Hahn did, were signing your players before they hit arbitration or free agency to keep those prices down and then supplement those other places where you're short. When Freddie Freeman goes to L.A., you say, hey, okay, let's go and get a Matt Olson who can be just as good as Freddie Freeman. Okay, our catcher situation is good. Travis Darno was excellent, but we can get better with uh, Sean Murphy out there. Let's go and do that. I think that's the ideal situation what the White Sox should have been doing. And it's, you know, no, neither of the ways of spending a lot with Cohen or not spending a lot with what the Rays do is the correct way. I just think if you're a team that knows, hey, I'm not going to spend a lot of money, you better bone up on all your resources for scouting, international scouting, player development, all that good stuff like the Rays do because you know that you're not being in the waters where – the big-time players. So we knew this season that Carlos Correa wasn't coming to the White Sox. We knew all the big free agents weren't coming to the White Sox. We knew the ballpark we play in, the Andrew Benintendi ballpark, which is a good signing. But I think more focus should be in the development of those players that you do draft and the scouting of the players before you draft them if you're not going to be in those waters. I agree. Yeah. And, and two, like, uh, I mean – uh, we see still, I mean, like the Cardinals somehow run their organization and still get, you know, competitive balance picks. Um, so, like, there's still teams that are aggressive and still spend money and still are getting boosted because they have, you know, their small markets, quote, and quote. no huge free agents for the Cardinals. Just trades for Arenado, trade for Goldschmidt. Other people paid them. And now they're like, okay, cool, that's cool. It's a good deal. We'll have them on our team. A, cu- a couple of years have gone by, and now you don't want to pay it. Enjoy Austin Gomber. <laughs> Enjoy 500 baseball. Um Let's uh, get into a new White Sox as the White Sox claimed a pitcher off uh, waivers. And I want to go to Vinny first because I'm going to butcher this man's name on purpose. I'm going to butcher it consistently. I want to give him the respect of welcoming him to the organization. You can properly say his name, and then I will continue to butcher it until forever. That was quite the run-up. Yeah. So you just want me to tell people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, who the, the White, White Sox, Sox claimed uh, the very uh, appropriately named A.J. Alexi off of uh, waivers from the Minnesota Twins earlier today. And so everybody can cue your Hawk Harrelson impression uh, and uh, hope that today was yes, 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 history. A.J. Alexi. Yes. Mercy. Yes. Stretch. Yes. Um, yes. I love this. Yes. This is this is fantastic. Uh, 
he's got an interesting profile. Um, he's a starter. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. uh, never made a start in the MLB, but has, uh, made a lot of starts and has been mostly a starter in minor league baseball has a very good fastball, uh, not great command, uh, has like, you know, one of those guys that has about 11, uh, K per nine, but also has about seven, uh, walks per nine. But the big thing is he's got a good fastball in the major leagues, about 44% strike rate on the fastball. So that kind of tells you where uh, certain pitches could be reined in. Uh, But sits about 94. And the thing that I found very interesting, uh, moving from Texas, uh, first was picked up by the Dodgers, then was moved to Texas in the U Darvish trade, spent some decent time in Texas, then was released picked up by the Nationals, then traded to the Twins, and then the Twins just released him after they picked up, uh, I forget the corresponding move. Pedro uh, Lopez and all the players? Yeah. Oh, uh, Michael A. Taylor. Okay. They, they, uh, when they added Michael A. Taylor, uh, they put uh, Alexei on uh, assignments. Uh, and I think it's an interesting pickup. It's a guy that if they can, Ethan Katz can fix and figure out how to – just tighten everything and, and get that control down. It's a guy that I find very interesting just because if they can get his velocity up on a slider, um, he's been graded before with a plus curveball. His fastball is already a plus pitch. It's been graded as about a 60. His curveball is about a, a 55. Um, I think his slider, when he throws it hard, it's something that could be pretty viable. Um, I think it's an interesting pickup. We'll see what the White Sox can do. Um, but he's a guy that's already shortened his arm action, something the White Sox like. Uh, if he fits the profile, basically he throws hard and, uh, he's got a short arm action and cats will fix him. Uh, so an interesting pickup from the White Sox, uh, another, uh, flyer basically. Yeah. I mean, and, and let's hope that people view it as that because, yeah. uh, there were some Twitter reactions, uh, you know, people being like, what, this is what they're going to do to, to improve the rotation. And I mean, Come on, it's a waiver claim. It might be somebody who never <laughs> pitches for them in the major leagues. Uh, At best, he beats Davis Martin out. Like, I think that's like, you I know. I mean, Davis Martin was good last year. Right. Like, and, like, yeah. that's, and I, I, would, I would be pretty shocked for a guy that, you know, has such shocking and stark command. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, listen, uh, I think a lot of people complain about the depth. Uh, uh, of this of the pitching staff, particularly the starting pitching staff, and even before all the uh, potential uncertainty surrounding uh, Mike Clevenger uh, moving forward, uh, there wasn't really much depth past the sixth starter uh, in the White Sox rotation. So, uh, and organizationally, so guys that are ready to pitch at the major league level. So, if this is a guy who can be that depth, hey, they added depth. You know, I mean, uh, it's it's. I would be absolutely stunned if uh, AJ Alexi is making you know twenty starts for the major league team this year. Something will have gone incredibly right, but uh, that would be very surprising. I would be <laughs> excited and sad. Excited because we get to say AJ Alexei all day. Mm-hmm. Sad because he's bad. Um, well, right now he's at least bad. Maybe he'll be, you know, diamond in the rough. But that's what real rough right now. Talking about with the White Sox and other teams doing the thing where. They know they're not going to be in the big-time free agent market for pitchers. And A.J. Alexei has an electric arm. You have a, a pitching coach who we've seen has transformed many of pitchers' lives with his training, his teachings, and all that stuff. It's a move that is minuscule but could pay off big-time for the White Sox. Like Vinny said, maybe he doesn't make the major league team. Maybe he's like, oh, hey, I like this organization. I like what I've been doing in, in the minor leagues or in spring training. I'll go down to Charlotte do some stuff and stretch out as a starter. And we got some starting depth down there. And maybe he goes down and dominates down there in Charlotte with Ethan Katz's Tulich and the people down there in Charlotte. So it's a move that 
I'm not looking for him to be the superstar. I'm not looking for him to be in the team at all. But it could be a good depth piece because they were struggling mightily last year at Charlotte in the subsequent down leagues. Yeah, just to keep guys healthy. So if he gives Charlotte 20 starts, uh, that'd be uh, fantastic just for the White Sox organization and their depth. That's going to do it for the CHGO Live White Sox podcast. We appreciate everyone for hanging out with us in the chat. Uh, we will be here tomorrow <laughs> at 4 p.m. That's Captain Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our yes. CHGO White Sox beat writer. Again, make sure to check out his piece at All CHGO about the uh, uh, spring training roster invites. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Love you, JJ, but Davis Martin does not have the best slider on the White Sox. Dylan Cease exists. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you to Kevin Wells for producing. Go Sox.